0: glad that you joined me for this episode this episode 9 in this episode I'm talking about who taught you how to accept your partner who taught you how to accept your partner now this is a follow-up to a video that I did a few days ago uh, called uh, I forgot the exact title of it but basically I was talking about how you need a divorce right and so I want to expound on that and, and kind of explain why some of you may need a divorce because you're married to the wrong person. Right? So, uh, but let me start off this way, asking you a question, who taught you how to do marriage, right? Who, who taught you how to be effective as a husband or a wife? If you're like most people, your answer is nobody because nobody teaches us how to do marriage. Right, no one teaches us how to do this crazy, uh, life-changing, life-altering, sometimes <laughs> some folk may <might> say life-restricting <laughs> relationship called marriage. Because no one taught you how to do marriage, you, pro- you probably also never heard that uh, you did not marry the person that you think you married. Yeah. So uh, that's usually the news flash that I give everybody. You did not marry who you thought you married. Why? Because nobody does. And the reason no one marries who they think they marry is because when you meet your partner, most of who you think they are, you made up in your own mind. Now, let me explain that a little bit. That's, uh, I, I, did, I did not expound on that in the video the other day but let me tell you what i mean about you you making it up so before you ever met your partner right you had an idea of what a husband or wife is right i'll i'll, I'll use the wife as an example okay let's use the wife as an example so wife you already had an, an idea of what a husband was okay so before you had an idea what a husband was you had an idea what a man is so for this example Let's just say that your idea of a man is what you would call a roughneck. Okay. Now we know that uh, not every man on the planet is a roughneck. There are people, there are men who are real men, quality men, good men who are not roughnecks, right? But your idea of a man is a roughneck. Now with this idea of a roughneck, you also have built into that certain characteristics um of the roughneck that you believe he would have now if someone told you to you know write it down on a piece on a piece of paper you could probably list the characteristics that you think a roughneck would have but the thing is when we're choosing a mate that's usually not what we do so so you see a man he's a roughneck by your definition Y'all date, do whatever, you know, get ready to get married. Here's the thing that you don't realize. You have attached to this person that was not raised to love you. You've attached to them the characteristics that go with a roughneck because you determined he was a roughneck. So he may have some of those characteristics, and that makes your choice in a mate even more shaky because when you see a couple of the characteristics that you think are rough you know points to a roughneck you automatically and subconsciously add all of the other characteristics to your definition of your man not a roughneck but to your man and so now then when you get him home and he starts to be who he is which is not the person that you created in your mind you start to see that yeah he's a he has some roughneck tendencies but this ain't the person that i i chose it's not the person that i was dating and i come to tell you that it is it's the it's the it's the same person same person okay you just didn't know them well enough and most of what you knew about them you made it up okay so with that example in mind, that is, that is how, uh, and, and, and by the way, that's just one area w- like, you know, roughneck, he ha- gonna have these qualities. There are other, so we make these kind of assumptions across the board about our partner all the time, right? If, if you grew up, let's say you grew up poor and, uh, no one ever taught you how to handle money and you grew up and so then, everyone that you've dated, all of them have been bad with money, and they've been broke. Okay. Now you get. That's it. Now I'm on the husband. Now you get with a woman, who, she's not broke, right? But she's barely making it. But to you, it look like she's it look like she's thriving because she's a good manager of her money, right? She don't. She never overspends. She's a budget shopper, and she has a savings. You, you, you don't have a savings and you've never dated anyone with the savings. So you conclude she's great with money, but I don't know, do, do you include that? You conclude she would support me. She would hold me down. You would conclude we think the same about money. You get married and you realize we don't think the same about money. Why did she lie to me? Why did she trick me when we was dating She was blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, when you were dating, she was not blah, blah, blah. She was a bloopity blah, blue. But you weren't trying to see that because you, even then, were trying to fit her into your box of what the right woman for you looks like. But again, she was not raised to love you. She was not raised to be the spouse that you need. I can, I can tell you a story. Let me, let, me, so, let me share this with you so you guys know, uh, <laughs> know what I'm talking about. It happens to everybody, okay? It, I don't believe it is humanly possible for this not to be a reality, which is why I say you have to divorce your idea. But let me come back to that. So my wife, when I met my wife in person, She had already been, (laughs) I don't know if I should be telling this, but she tells it all the time. She told me don't tell, you know, let her tell her own story. So let me say this. Uh, Let me just start my story over and say, when my wife met me, she thought that I was perfect. Now, uh, don't read into what I'm saying. I'm saying exactly what I mean. Okay? I'm not exaggerating. I'm not using a metaphor. My wife literally thought that I was perfect when she met me. Now, that's because of a whole lot of stuff like her background. A whole lot of factors come into play on all our beliefs, right? So let's just leave that there. But she thought that I was perfect. Now, I did not know that she thought this about me initially, but as we started to do the relationship and, uh, you know, I, I'm checking out how she's handling me. It's weird to me. But then when I find out the first time she told me that she thought I was perfect, I thought it was like, you know, she thought, you know, that I was like this amazingly good guy. And I'm like, I am right. But that's not what she meant. She meant literally perfect. And when I finally got that, she meant literal perfection i was like oh my i I, you know i felt so bad for her (laughs) because i'm like uh you so far off from me being perfect Uh, yeah no not even close but but watch this learning that about her really helped me understand how she was interacting with me more and more like (laughs) It's crazy when I, so, so when she would be an imperfect human, she was fine with that. But whenever I got upset about something, whenever I didn't handle something right, when that watch this in the, especially in the beginning, when I acted like a little child, she was thrown off. Like she was confused. She, she, because that did not fit into her reality of who i was and like one day when you guys get to hear from my wife and she tells the story she'll tell you like she's had a major um awakening in this marriage to realize this brother is way far from perfect and i am like i'm way far from perfect okay so um but that's just another example of how nobody marries the person they think they marry. Right now you want to think about like, where, where did you get your idea from? Like, how did you piece it together? Did you get it from the culture? Did you get it from, get it from your parents? You get it from church. Did you make all of it up? Right. The point is wherever you got it from, your idea was not based on the person that you actually married. You, the the person you married you, you chose them because you thought they fit into your box. And then what a lot of people do is spend the majority of their marriage trying to force this person into a box that was not designed for them. Newsflash, your partner won't fit. They'll never fit into that box. That is why you have to divorce your idea so that you can stay married to your reality yeah you gotta divorce your ideas so you can stay married to your reality why because uh the person you married is, is is different than the person you thought you married okay now the problem with the problem with uh divorcing our ideas is that uh we have to kill some dreams we gotta let some dreams die and the thing is we don't we don't like killing dreams we, humans we 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 don't like killing dreams okay but If I'm going to accept the wife that I have, which is my reality, I got to divorce my idea because for me to say, you know, uh, I always wanted a wife that loved basketball. Well, that ain't who I chose. So I have to divorce that idea because it don't fit my reality. Right. I've always wanted a wife that would you fill in the blank if that's not the person that you chose. Then you got to divorce that. Now, here's what I heard some. Pe- I've heard some people say. I've heard some people say, "Well, they were that in the beginning." My answer to that is this: Number one, you thought they were that, and they wasn't. Or maybe they were pretending. Like maybe they were pretending in the beginning, and you say, Nancy. You done shot me in a trick bag and and now I done fell for the okie doke and the banana and the tailpipe and what all all whatever else you can name. And now I'm married and this ain't the person I wanted to be married to. Well, I mean, I When people say that, I, I try to tell them that they married you not knowing who you are too, right? And even if they were pretending, you know, that to me just means you didn't examine enough, right? So instead of putting it on them, maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't look close enough, but that's neither here nor there. If y'all already married, learn to divorce your idea. So you can stay married to your reality. There's a blessing in your reality, in your idea. It's just, I mean, it's not real. You made it up, right? So you got to divorce your idea, but you might have to kill some dreams. If you, If you cannot accept the fact that the person you married cannot do some of the things that you made up in your mind that you thought a husband or wife should and would be able to do, you are going to suffer. Because you're not going to ever accept the person that you chose. You're going to be constantly trying to make them into the person you want them to be. They can never be that person, never. Your partner was created in God's image, not yours. And the true, the true, the true strength of love is being able to love a person for who they are and where they are. If you can't, and I, I'll be honest with you, I I used to struggle with this next statement that I'm about to say. I used to I used to not be able to. Embrace it, but you, your love, if you, if you can't, if you can't love a person where they are, regardless of where they are, you need to leave them alone. And women, women, men too, men too, but, but, but I, I hear a lot. I hear this mostly from women. You'll choose a man and you think it's your job or your duty to change him save him change him make him better or whatever if you can't love him where he is leave him alone if you cannot love her like she's a crackhead she's intelligent but she's a crackhead i know some of y'all it sounds like an oxymoron but i'm making a point if you can't love her as a crackhead leave her alone so don't date her right Wait till she get delivered. And, and if both of you are still free, then do it right. And I'm using crackhead to, to you know, to go to the extreme. But it's a whole lot in between where uh, if they don't handle money the way that you like and you can't love them, leave them alone. Like don't marry them. But I know I'm talking to a lot of folk that's already married. Right. So let me talk to you. If you married the person that you realize i can't deal with this my suggestion to you is to grow yeah my suggestion is for you to grow to the place where you can accept who they are if they never change now trust me i understand that is not easy it's not that's not easy it's not easy to 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 be able to accept what your partner brings especially when that's something that you're just anti i'll use look here here here's probably one of the best examples right uh my so throughout my life well at least at least since college since since about 92 okay since i was about 2021 all of my friends have been female friends and really uh, so let me honestly Let's say 28, because I got married at 21 to my children's uh, mother, and we were kids, right? But once I was single, for, so all of my adult life, all of my friends have been female. And all of my adult life, I have not, right? I have not slept with my female friends, right? The women, the women that I crossed lines with, we weren't friends anymore. I, never, I didn't call them. I didn't say, hey, that's my friend, Right? I've had opposite sex platonic friendships. Well, those have been my closest friendships. There are people on the planet who believe you cannot have opposite sex platonic friends. As a matter of fact, I've heard Steve Harvey say, you know, if, if they platonic friends, that's just because the opportunity hadn't presented itself. That ain't true for me because I've, I've had watch this. I've had single female friends when I was single and they were single. They were fine, and you see me. I, I mean, I look good. I look good. I'm sorry, but I look good. And I'm not saying that as an arrogance, right? I ain't ugly, <laughs> right? I ain't saying I'm the best, but I'm not hard on the eyes, and and I'm a great guy, right? My friends are great women, but we ain't never like you know bumped uglies out. However they say, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. We we haven't crossed lines like that, right? And so the point that I'm making is whoever I marry. Well, I am married, right? My wife. So, so so let's let's do the math. So 28 28 to 50. Let's see. 28 48 that's 20. 22 years. Well, but I met my wife before this. So let's say 28 to I met my wife when I was like what? 45. That's harder to do so 28 to to 48 is 20 minus 3 17 that's how i do math so at 27 now wait a minute something ain't right that can't be anyway long before i met my wife let's just do it this way (laughs) long before i met my wife i had female friends now there's a whole lot that goes into that my childhood watch this my childhood my relationship with my dad rejection all a whole lot of stuff go into the fact that I've gravitated to women as friends when I meet my wife I did not have female friendships because of her nor did I 10 years ago say you know what let me stop having female friends and develop male friendships because one day I'm going to marry a woman who is going to be anti-female friends and I need to be, you know, like, who? Nope, nobody does that. Nobody does that. When I, I remember when I um, divorced uh, my children's mom, shortly after that, we, we became best, fr- like, we literally became best friends. Like, she was my best friend. We talked all the time. We, now, we didn't hang out. Now, I've never really hung out with my female friends, especially when I was in a relationship. Uh, but that's another story. because I don't want to go that way. I don't feel like chasing that rabbit. It's going too fast. I see you going down the rabbit hole. I'm not going. Listen. So, when me and my wife, my 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 kids' mom, when we divorced, we were we were like best friends. Like we we shared. We, but here's what we knew. And this was what I was like twenty eight, twenty nine. We both knew that if we got into a relationship our friendship would have to either end or be pulled way back because we knew other folk probably wouldn't understand the fact that we're exes and best friends and we don't want nothing from each other. We knew well, like we understood how it sounded and how it looked. So, and when she got married, we did that. Like we just kind of pulled back. Um, But uh, I can't remember why I was on that. Uh, i was just making a point of how, how of best friendships right so so like i didn't know i was gonna meet my wife and i'm not saying that my wife is anti-female friends i don't know if she is or not actually uh i know the conversations we've had but as far as is she completely anti, i actually don't know that's maybe a question conversation we need to have anyway i i did not Like I wasn't created. I wasn't living my life to get to this place, to marry her, to be her perfect. Ooh, you know, he don't have no female friends. He don't overshare. I talked about oversharing in my previous video. That's one of the things about me. My wife don't like, he's not an oversharer, you know, um, whatever else she got with me, uh, that she has found out I brought them with me. I've always been that person. And my point is this, when you marry a person, you do marry their history. Right now, the things about them that they want to change or they decide to change gravy. But if if who they are. is not in contradiction with who God wants them to be or or let me change that. If who they are is not anti God, that's a better way to put it. If who they are is not anti God, then it's really not your business. Okay, your job is to love them. That's what you signed up for. But watch this. If who they are is anti-God, whatever, I don't even know what that would be, right? But I'm just giving you the other side. You know, if you if we could think of a situation where no, who they are is anti-God. Okay, so then if you married them, your position is to pray and be patient. It's still not your job to change them. You still have to divorce your idea so you can stay married to them. Like, you still have to divorce your idea to stay married to them here's the thing here's the thing about about uh, like accepting our partners so do you realize do you realize that a lot of times we get upset with our partner because of their behavior and something they did we get we get upset with them because of what it implies or because of uh, what we think the behavior is going to lead to. What I'm saying is, a lot of times we get upset with our, we have an issue with our partner, not because they're do, not because they've done something wrong, but because of what we believe about their behavior. What what it's saying about us, what it's saying about how much they love us, or where it could lead to. For example, I had a couple come in. Had a couple come in not long long ago. Why is my nose getting stopped up again? It's the middle of the day. Anyway, um, I had a couple come in. The husband said he has no knowledge at all. Zero knowledge of his wife cheating. Like zero. Wife has never cheated. But he has an issue with his wife buying lingerie And him not seeing it now. Now, let me say, I can understand that, you know, because I'm like, dang, baby, you bought some lingerie. When I'm going to get to see you. And like, I understand that being an issue that way. But that wasn't his issue. His issue was, if you didn't buy it for me, who you bought it for? So because she bought lingerie and he hadn't seen it, he's upset because his conclusion is she must be cheating. Right. He said that uh, he saw her underwear like some lingerie underwear uh, in, the, in, the dirt, in the dirty clothes. She explained, well, yeah, because I wore it. But his thing is, I didn't see it, who you wore it for, so he's upset. Here's what he said in our session. He said, I'm not going to stand for my wife leaving the house in lingerie. Now, just think about, the, just think about what I just said. What is the issue with a woman leaving the house in lingerie? Just that part. That's uh, don't add to it. Don't read into it. What's wrong with a person, with a woman leaving the house with lingerie? Nothing is wrong with it. He's upset about the implication or, you know, like like what could be going on? In the same way Like, like it's the reason why it's the reason why, um, people say you shouldn't have opposite sex friends. Nobody is going to be able to, well, I guess if you show me in your word, in the word, you convince me, but no one's going to, no one's going to convince me that God, the God of the universe is anti opposite sex uh, relationships. Nobody's going to convince me of that. The reason it's an issue or yellow flag or red flag is because of human beings, immature minds, human beings, um, um, lack of boundaries and lack of self-control and fear. Honestly, if you if you want to boil it all the way down, it boils down to fear, afraid to uh, believe that they can just hang out and have fun. And no lines get crossed and he or she gonna come back home to me and we're fine. We think that can't happen, but that's based on fear. Um, Here's another one coming home late. So everybody's grown. We're both grown. Um, We haven't made any agreements like, Hey, make sure you're home at this time. Right? So if I come home at four in the morning, Why is that a problem? Because coming home four in the morning in and of itself is not a sin and it ain't wrong. But almost everybody going to have an issue with it. (laughs) Why? Because of the implication, because of what could have been happening, because of what I'm making up in my mind. Here's my point. When you mature to the place of letting your partner be who they are mature to the place to where you're not trying to control them then you'll realize that how they move and operate a lot of that stuff you can just let go if because here's the thing if they are doing wrong like if your fear is that you know they're doing wrong since i'm on this and i talked since i talked about the opposite sex friends and the coming home late right this is not really the main point of accepting your mate but let me just say this as i'm on this if they want if they wanna do wrong, guess what you can do to stop them. Exactly. Nothing. If they want it, ain't nothing you can do. They gonna get it. All you can do is respond to their mess up. That's it. You can't you can't control them. You you know, you can put a tracker on them. For what? That's too much stuff, right? So anyway, back to your regu- re- regularly scheduled program when I'm talking about accepting your mate. So, um you got to get to the place to where your 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 love is mature enough to accept them for who they are. Let me so one of the one of the biggest blessings for me and my marriage is my growth in the area of I don't care about that. Because I decided not to care about that. There's so many things and a lot of them, and now that I've learned to not care about them, they're small. They used to be big, but they were big because of what I thought it implies. For example, let's say, uh, let me, let me try to think of one that I had to give up. My wife, if she, if, uh, so, so there was a time early on in our marriage or relationship is before we got married, uh, I did not like the fact that uh, we didn't talk much. But then if I'm at her house, she's on the phone talking to other people. I made up in my mind that those people were more important than me. And so I got upset and I would always get upset. Sometimes I'd let her know. Sometimes I wouldn't. But now where I am, you can be on the phone all you want to. I don't care. Why? Because I chose not to care. Because I remove the value. I remove my value from whether or not you're talking to me. And if I think that, then I'm going to say something. Hey, is the reason you're not talking to me because of blah, blah, blah? I'm not going to assume anymore. But I had to mature to that place, right? And so what I'm telling you is mature to the place to where you can accept your partner for who they are. And you don't have to, like, punish them. When they haven't done anything. Am I making sense? I hope I'm making sense. Right. Um, Here's another example. Not saying I love you around certain people. Is that right or wrong? It's not a right or wrong. It's the implication. Right. So remember, your partner was not created to love you. And so they're not going to do automatically what you think they should do in every situation you think they should do it in. That's why. You got to make sure that you are constantly learning about your partner. You should be trying to learn, uh, do more learning than projecting, right? Do more growing. You grow more than trying to control them and control their behavior. Um, it was something I was going to share with you guys earlier about my, um, something else that I learned, but, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was, so I'm not going to share that. But when you accept your mate for who they are, your love then can go deeper. And in turn, here's what I believe: when you when you treat people like that, they are they are more open to changing, not because they have to, but because I want to make sh- I want to be the best person for you. And so there are some things like that don't bother them like there's some things about me that don't bother me I'm, I'm good with it but because you have an issue with it and it's not gonna cost me anything to change it meaning i ain't gonna make big i'll go ahead and change it but that's only because you are loving me for who i am and not trying to force me to be who you want me to be uh there was a time when my wife thought now, this has never been true, but I, I, I could see how she thought this. But she thought that I was trying to make her be, uh, I don't know the word, like, like, let's say I, she thought I was trying to make her be into self-development at my level or read books at my level or uh, do self-work at my level. You need to be like me. And I that's never been my agenda or idea. But I see how she got that because I was always trying to encourage her to do whatever. whatever. But when I learned that uh, she was receiving that as me trying to change her, what when I first learned that I, I just rejected her idea. But as I grew, I realized, hey, if she don't read not one other book, if she don't watch another video, listen to another podcast, I'm going to love her for who she is right now, where she is. And so, that's what I've been doing. Why? Because I want her to know. Well, number one, because I matured. Because I can't say I've always been this way. That that would be untrue. But I've matured to the place to where I want to love you for you. And, and 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 if I could just tell you my secret. This is what Cliff. This is for Clifton. My secret to even wanting to get to the place where i love her for who she is is because ultimately i want to please god that's that's really what it is i want to please god and um i'm not i just i don't i don't want to be one of those kind of people that has a list of rules that you like for me to love you you got to be this 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 if that's true that's who you should have chose But here's a problem. So, like, I'm telling you to divorce your idea so you can stay married to your reality. Now, you can divorce your reality if you want to. And I'm I'm trading this joker in. I'm going to get me somebody else. Here's the problem. The problem with that is all we have to choose from on this planet are broken people. So you're going to put that one down and pick up another one. And I ain't saying that you should or shouldn't. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. You can put them away. You're just going to pick up a different set of problems and you still. Are not going to marry the person you think you're marrying. Like for all you, 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 um, single people who are listening to me and you, ooh, he giving me game. So I know now, you know, I got to choose this kind of person, that kind of person, you still going to choose somebody. That you made up in your mind. I don't believe it's humanly possible not to. It may be. But I don't think so. Right. You're going to choose someone based on your idea. That's fine. My thing is when you get married, stay open to the reality that you are going to learn. You're going to fill in gaps and holes. Right. Um, That where you had an idea, reality is going to fit there. And you might. "Ah, I don't really like that. But okay. Like, do the work on you so that you can accept in them things that in your immaturity you cannot accept. Right. Like, um, let me think, I'm gonna try to think of something that I, I, I would not be able to accept in my wife, or at least I think I wouldn't be able to accept in my wife if she had it, um, Oh, this is a good one for, now. This is for Clifton. If my wife was a party animal, like she like going out all the time with her girlfriends, She goes out every night as an adult. She has a right to do that. And I know this is going to be contradictory. Uh, this is going to contradict some of y'all's beliefs. Even as a wife. She has a right to do that. You know, like she's still grown. It would be hard for me to accept that. But but me knowing me. And me wanting to please God, I will get there and I would accept it. Now, i be in heavy prayer asking God to change it because <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. But the point that I'm making is I would accept it. And I'm just encouraging you to accept the person that's in front of you and not the person that is in your head. And if you do that, you can create a marriage that goes from surviving to thriving because it is only when there's authenticity that love can go well let me let me, let me say it a different way use these big words uh it's only when your love is mature and you're loving a person for who they are genuinely that the love can go as deep as it can go get away from here's the last thing I want to share with you get away from uh having complaints about your partner based on who they are. All of your complaints about how they treat you legitimate. Like, uh, if, if, if they, if they, if they, if if they're disrespectful when they talk to you, say something about that. Right. If they, um, if they're being inconsiderate of your feelings, say something about that. Like however they treat you, they won't talk to you. They won't touch you like y'all not having sex. Uh, Y'all not spending quality time. All of those things, legitimate complaints. But uh, the fact that they wear mixed match clothes, you're going to have to learn to get over that. You're going to have to accept that. The fact that they like wearing tennis shoes everywhere, even the church or wherever. If you don't like that, you're going to have to get over it. Right. The fact that so my wife, my wife, uh, when I met her. Now I'm a city boy. Okay. I'm a city boy. I've always been a city boy. Not just because I'm from Houston. Well, maybe it is because I'm from Houston, but I'm, when I say I'm a city boy, I'm not saying it. I'm saying I like the city, but I met my wife, even though she's from the city, she likes the country. Like she wants some land and she wants a house and she don't want no neighbors around. That's what my daddy used to want. And when he used to say that, I'd be like, man, I don't want that. I don't want to be out there by myself. I would like a big house, but not by myself. Well, now, it's not something that I have to accept about my wife because uh, I've changed. I'm the same way now, right? But if I hadn't changed, I would have had to accept that about her. And we would have had had to figure out how to balance what she wanted, what I want. But now since I'm on the same page as her, we don't have to do that. But uh, that's just another example of you gotta accept your mate. listen, there are some things that you're complaining about that are not real issues. You're making it an issue, but it's not a real issue. It's only an issue in your mind. Some of the pain that you are that you' are going through you are causing you're causing it by what you think. for example, your mate coming home late, but let's say they're coming home at twelve o'clock let's say let's say it's not four let's make it twelve and you think. It's disrespectful to come home at 12 o'clock. And if you came home at 12 o'clock, you must have been talking to someone else because your phone died and it was off. And so having that thought is hurting you more than the reality stand in front of you because to your knowledge, your partner hasn't done anything. Yeah, does that make sense? I'm saying a lot of the pain that we experience in marriage, sometimes we make it up. We did it to ourselves because of how we're interpreting a situation. I probably shouldn't say this, but I am because I believe it sometimes even in infidelity. Like infidelity destroys relationships or it wrecks them. Like it, 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 it really like it torpedoes relationships is what I say. But as, as, as painful and difficult as infidelity is, you can make it worse by how you think about it. Let's say you were the one who, where who the injury happened to, you can make it worse by how you process it. Or you can make it better by how you process it, right? Yeah, and let me say this too. This is kind of, this is off the wall, off topic, but it just came to my mind because I had a couple of people come in this week. Um, let me just say this. If you are dealing with infidelity in your relationship or marriage, get help. Do not try to navigate those waters by yourself. I'm telling you, you're going to tear stuff up and make it worse. Get professional help to help you navigate through infidelity. If you guys decide to stay together. Now, if you're going to get divorced, then, you know, it's you know, maybe you don't need a professional, maybe you do, but if y'all trying to stay together, don't try to do that on your own. Okay. So anyway, that was just for free. That's one little rabbit I chased, right? Okay, great. So I hope this was helpful for you, man. Like, um, I really want, I really want you guys to, to mature in your love so that the small things, and I'm calling them small, the small things that your partner, does that get on your nerves or that you think is wrong. You can overlook or learn to accept as they're not doing this because of me. They've been doing this all their life. And even though I don't like it, I know it has nothing to do with me at all and get out of this mindset of, you know, if they loved me enough, they would change really. So, As much as God loves me and I love him. What about the changes I haven't made for him? Does that mean I don't love God? Does it mean God don't love me? Right? You can't. That's not a good. That's not a good measuring tool for how deep someone's love is. Okay. Because there's a whole lot of other things going on inside of me. That's uh, helping me creating in me this behavior that you see and me loving you. It's not going to automatically make all of the, all those years of whatever I've been going through go away just cause I love you. That don't make sense. Now I may want to work on it, but maybe the stronghold of me working on it, like maybe there's a stronghold on my work ethic. So I can't even do that. That ain't about you. Everything is not about you. Okay. Anyway, so, um, Hope you guys uh like this. If you're on Facebook, I mean if you're on um if you're on YouTube, if you like this, subscribe, share, comment. Uh I would love your comments because I want your feedback. Uh let me know if, you know, if I if if I did not explain something clearly to you, and then you know, let me know and I'll explain it. Um otherwise, if you're on Apple or Spotify, uh share it with your friends if you think it would bless somebody. Okay? All right. You guys Um, take care of yourselves and each other and be encouraged.